welcome to Sunday service. Uh, it seems we're uh, we're uh, not together uh, in this building, but we are together online. And uh, I wish I could actually see you, but I'm glad that you're here. Um, hope you've had an awesome week. Uh, God is good, and uh, I think He's. I I look forward uh, to when we can get together again. Uh, but for today, wherever you are, uh, I just want to tell you that uh, you're blessed, uh, and together we can celebrate God's name. Whether we're together in this place or, or together in spirit. Uh, so I just want to welcome you this morning. Uh, last week, this recently we've been talking uh, through the book of Galatians, and last week we focused on Galatians chapter 2. Uh, I would love to hear from you uh, as, as I, I gave some direction at the end about kind of sitting uh, on Galatians 2 verse 11 uh, to 21 and taking time to focus there. I would love to hear from you. Uh, maybe some thoughts or, or some testimony if there is any. Uh, any experience you had, anything that stood out to you. Um, in a moment, I'm going to open in prayer as, as we continue on, but uh, I believe in that, that that section is is powerful and that if you took time uh, and, and asked the Holy Spirit, I believe that there's a blessing that comes out of that to you. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. God loves you. He has provided grace for you, whatever the situation. And so I'm hoping that you took time this week and sat in that passage um, and listened. Listen to what God, what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, what he spoke to Paul, what Paul tried to communicate in passion to the Galatian church, I'm hoping that we're able to hear today. So I'm going to take a moment uh, to pray and invite the Holy Spirit into this message, and uh, I hope you'll join me. Father, thank you so much for this morning. I thank you, Lord God, that you see us where we are. I thank you that you've called every one of us to you. Lord, you, you've set a table for us, and uh, you've, you've called us. You've called us to dinner, Lord, uh, or in this case, I guess even breakfast. I thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. I thank you for your grace and your kindness. Lord, I just pray that wherever we are this morning, in our homes, uh, maybe outside of our homes, Lord, uh, but just wherever we are, that your hand would be on us, your anointing, your Holy Spirit filling us, Lord God, giving us ears to hear and hearts willing. Uh, we thank you for your goodness to us, and we thank you for this morning, in Jesus' name. In Galatians, continuing from last week, we talked about, uh, uh, well, actually, you know what? I had directed you towards studying Galatians too. I said it was part A, so here comes part B. Part B is going to move into chapter 3 a bit. And again, I'm going to be a little bit specific with some intention. I'm going to leave you with some questions today. The purpose of the questions, as you have them, is uh, 
for you to go to the Word of God, for you to go to Galatians, for you even to do some of your own study. All these questions have answers, and the Holy Spirit is the best teacher. Now, I'm not trying to get myself off the hook for, for giving a message here, uh, but I want to direct you to the Word of God. I want you to hear from the source. The best thing I can do is to echo what God has said. He's the source. It's his teaching. It's his leading. It's his anointing that matters the most above all. And the best thing I can do is point you to him. So as we go through some of this today, I want to direct you. Go to the word of God. Read in Galatians. Read beyond Galatians. God has loaded his word with life for you. With reminders of his goodness with reminders of promises that he's given to you. It's for you. It's for your family. It's for your future. It's for your present. And so I want to direct you to his word. In Galatians, as we talked in chapter 2, and and Paul, uh, who had spent much of the beginning of this book, saying, you know, this message didn't come from me, Uh, I've received it from Christ, and I'm passing it on to you, Galatians, the Galatian church, who themselves had got sidetracked by other teachers trying to direct them to the law, to the rules, to the oughts, that they could earn their salvation in that sense. And Paul corrected them desperately, saying, you began with the Spirit. Why are you turning away to the law? And he asked questions, and he even referred to Abram. Abraham. So I'm going to to end in chapter 2 and begin with 3, and then we're going to move on from there. I do not set aside the grace of God. This is chapter 2, verse 21. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. You foolish Galatians, who's bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by observing the law or by believing what you heard? And that's going to be my first question to you this morning. A question I hope you take with you. If you're taking any notes, write it down. This was Paul's question to the Galatian church, and it's still a question for us today. Did you receive the Spirit by observing the law or by believing what you heard? ask one more time. Did you receive the Spirit by observing the law or by believing what you heard? He continues on. Are you so foolish? After beginning with the Spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by human effort? Have you suffered so much for nothing if it really was for nothing? Does God give you his Spirit and work miracles among you because you observe the law or because you believe what you heard? So that's another question. Another question for you to write down and consider. Does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you because you observe the law? You do the oughts. You keep the law. You keep the commandments. Is that why God's given you his spirit and working miracles among you? Or is it because you believe what you heard? You believe what God has said. You believe what God has promised. You believe the testimonies. Paul moves to Abraham. He says, consider Abraham. He believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. 
understand then that those who believe are children of Abraham. He talks about the blessings of God that God gave to Abraham, and he expands to the ultimate blessing, the gift of Jesus Christ and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on those who believe and are called according to his name. Sit with some of these questions because there's a few more coming yet. Does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you because you deserve the, because you observe the law or because you believe what you heard? Do you believe what you heard? Is it based on the odds? Galatians 3 verse 14. Skip ahead a little bit. Talks about some of the intention of God's blessing here. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles, that's us, through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. It's another question for you to take. And this you can do some study on. What is the promise of the Spirit? God's gone through great lengths here, working throughout history and time and people and events and nations and moments. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abram, Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. What is the promise of the Spirit? Look it up. Read into it. Ask the Holy Spirit. Meditate on it. What is the promise that's been given to you through Jesus Christ? Three verse 18, I'm going to add this part too. If, for if the inheritance depends on the law, if it depends on the ought, the should have, you ought to have, the demands, if the inheritance depends on the law, then it's no longer dependence on a promise. But God in his grace gave to Abraham through a promise. What was the purpose of the law? What's the purpose of the odds? Go back to that as well. Go back to Galatians. Read Galatians 3. Read Galatians 4. Now some of this you know. But I want some of these questions to sit with you. Because this isn't about my words and my preaching. It's about what the word of God has said. It's what God has said to us. Look this up. Read for yourself. What are the promises of God? Why do we have them? Why has he given them to him? What are they contingent on? And repeat 3.18, for if the inheritance depends on the law, then it no longer depends on a promise. But God, in his grace, gave it to Abraham through a promise. God promised Abraham. You know, it's funny, as we go through life and we, we have our ups and downs, we have the moments where we feel on top and we have our moments where maybe we feel like we're sinking, it can, we can very much put our relationship with God 
And I'm not talking in a sense that we're not called to be righteous. We are called to be righteous. We are called to live holy lives. We are called to live lives that are honoring to Christ. We are called to walk in repentance. We're called to walk in faith. We're called to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly. But we can very much put our relationship with God and the blessings of God on a very strong contingency basis that if I don't do X, I don't receive Y. That if I don't measure up to a standard, I, I can't cross this threshold that I need to, to have that fulfilling relationship with God. I still somehow, though I believe in Christ and I receive grace, I still have to somehow earn God to hear me. And if I've messed up this week, if I've fallen short this morning, then I've just scrapped that whole day. Because once again, I, I just I can't cut it. And I believe in the grace of God, but somehow that becomes more theoretical than anything else. You know, I'm, I, Paul refers to Abraham quite a bit, actually, in, in Galatians, at least throughout 3, 3 and 4. Galatians 3.26 says, You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You've been made an heir according to the promises that God gave to Abraham. What are the promises God gave to Abraham? I keep saying Abram, but let's say Abraham, because that's what God changed his name to. What are the promises that God gave to Abraham? Now, we know ultimately, again, that Paul refers to, uh, to his seed, referring to Christ, the ultimate promise, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of Christ in us, the active outworking of, of Jesus Christ and of his Holy Spirit working through us to the praise and glory of God as first fruits. These are big things. But what are all the promises that God gave to Abraham? That if we're heirs in line with, with we're, we're connected to Abraham, what are those promises? And I would direct you to the book of, of Genesis The book of Genesis is loaded, loaded in Abraham's story. Go to the story of Abraham. Go with those questions. What are the promises God gave to Abraham? You're going to discover something. You're going to discover as you read through it that almost every chapter that's associated with the life of Abraham is loaded with some kind of blessing. And here's the thing. They're initiated by God. God comes to Abraham. And again and again in almost every encounter, Abraham is in some way directly or indirectly blessed. Even the people around him are blessed. His wife, his children, his servants. He's blessed directly from God. He's blessed through God's servants. 
He's blessed again and again. Why? Because it was God's good pleasure to do this. Because God chose Abraham and made the promises available to him and to his heirs. And Paul makes very explicit that his heirs are not just natural, not simply something biological, but by faith, because the promises came to Abraham through faith, so that all who believe, as he did, receive those same promises. Now, some were specific, specific to Abraham, but there are many in there that pass beyond Abraham and pass to us. Read through the story of Abraham. Read through his story and understand what's available to you through faith. There's some powerful, powerful promises here. I'm taking a moment to, to uh, pull up a couple of scriptures. had them on my computer and just as we were preaching the uh, the uh, login browser came up and, and cut me out alright Abraham 12 that's where the story of Abraham starts or Abraham 12, Genesis 12 God comes to Abraham and we're going to go through some of the highlights of his promises here God says I will make you a great nation And I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Isn't that an amazing way to begin a relationship? The God of heaven and earth, the creator of all that is, shows up at your door and says this to you? This isn't just a blessing of things. This is far beyond. Later in 12.7, the Lord appears to Abraham and says, To your offspring I will give this land. And it's not just about a piece of property. In it, it's implied that there's there's intention there. There's a legacy. There's a heritage. There's standing. There's a future. Genesis 14, 18. Melchizedek, king of Salem, brings up bread and wine. Uh, This is 14, verse 18. He was priest of God Most High, and he blessed Abraham, saying, Blessed be Abraham by God Most High creator of heaven and earth, and praise be to God most high, who delivered your enemies into your hand. The whole chapter of Genesis 15 can read that, and it's again and again. Blessings to Abraham. I'm going to read through some of this. I'm going to direct you to go back to the scriptures with the questions, what does it mean to be blessed of God? What were the promises God gave to Abraham? Chapter 15 says, After this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. This promise is still available to you. 
heir of Abraham through faith in Christ. Abraham has a conversation with God in that section about having an heir. And at that time, he, uh, he had Ishmael, the son, and God's telling him, no, that, that's not going to be, I'll bless him as well because he's connected to you, but it's going to be your natural son, Isaac, who you're gonna, uh, who's going to be born to you that's going to be blessed. But he brings Abraham out of his tent. He took him outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. When God blesses, this is not, this is, comes from God's vision, from God's perspective. This is not from your perspective on how big you think the blessing ought to be or could be. God sees much bigger than you do. God's words and intentions are much bigger than ours. In that same passage, moving down uh, to verse 12, God has Abraham uh, do, do a, follow some specific instructions. And as, as Abraham does it, God appears to him in the evening. As the sun was setting, Abraham fell into a deep sleep, and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. Then the Lord said to him, Know for certain that for 400 years your descendants will be strangers in a country, not their own, and they will be enslaved and mistreated there. But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves, and afterwards they will come out with great possession. You, however, will go to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here, for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. When the sun had set and darkness had fallen, a smoking firepot with a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram and said, To your descendants, I give this land from the wadi of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates, the land of the Canaanites, Canaanites, uh, Cadmonites, Hittites, Perizzites, Rephaites, Amorites, Canaanites, Gigashites, and Jebusites. A whole lot of sites there. <laughs> but God shows up and gives this promise to Abraham. Why? What did Abraham do to, to deserve all of this? What do we need to do to deserve the promises that God has given you? What did Abraham do? What were the promises God gave, and what was it that Abraham did to get all this. God continues to Abraham's story again and again of, of appearing and reminding him of blessing. Over and again and again. Please go and read through Genesis. Read through 12, read up to the rest of his life. I, I think it's... Um, goes to, uh, I think it goes to chapter 21. But read through the story. And remember, for if the inheritance depends on the law, then it no longer depends on a promise. But God in his grace gave to Abraham through a promise. Paul was passionate in Galatians about proclaiming the promises that God had given to the Galatian church, who were heirs of the promise through their faith in Jesus Christ. 
It was through faith, through their belief in what God had said, what God had did. It was their belief, their faith, that made them the heirs. It wasn't the adherence to the law. So then what was the purpose of the law? What is the purpose of the oughts? Go to Galatians. Read through Galatians what Paul says. Next time you're finding that you're falling short, next time you're saying, I've somehow disqualified, God won't listen to me. I'm too far away. I've messed up. I've screwed up royally. I've hurt my family. I've hurt my employer. I've hurt my standing. Whatever it is, please understand that God has made grace available to you. God has made power through his Holy Spirit available. Maybe things can't be fully rectified in in some senses, but they can be redeemed. There is opportunity for blessing. There is opportunity that will bring praise and glory to God because God has not forgotten you. God's promises and blessings are still, even now, available to you. That future that was once promised that you thought maybe was spent and burnt out, God hasn't gone away. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was the same when he called you, before whatever happened. He's the same today. Take faith, take heart, take courage, and rise up. The situations you're in right now, whether it's external, I mean, we find ourselves in a very interesting situation now with COVID, and there is lots of fear and lots of concern. There is loss. And even Abram in his own life, he went through lots of challenges. He would receive a promise, and sometimes right after that promise, he would find a difficult situation that sometimes even seemed to conflict the promise. But he kept faith. He put his trust in the God he couldn't see, who saw more than Abraham could. He believed in God. That's all he did, is just believed, and then responded out of that faith. He walked in obedience because he believed. There is something amazing and good for you. Now, for your family, for your children, for their children, there's something amazing, I believe, for your companies, for your circles of influence. When God blessed Abraham, he he said, you'll be a blessing to everyone. You're heirs of that blessing. Your heirs of the promise, the ultimate promise, is through the right relationship you now can have with God through Jesus Christ. It wasn't just things he gave to Abraham. He gave identity. He gave purpose. He gave fulfillment. He gave a heritage. He gave a legacy. Those things that our various souls cry out for God fulfilled and promised that fulfillment. 
And that is available to you. If you will take God at his word. If you will believe. And in that belief, in that faith, follow him. It's not available to you because you've done the law. Because you've made yourself good enough. That follows the belief. That follows the faith. Start with the faith. Take God at his word. And so I'm again going to direct you with these questions I've given you today. What does it mean to be blessed of God? Does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you because you observe the law or because you believe what you heard? What is the promise of the spirit? What is the purpose of the law? Is the law opposed to the promises of God? These are all different questions. Take these questions and go to his word. Go to God. Ask of the Holy Spirit. Don't base it on what I've just told you. Like I said, the purpose of me preaching is to echo what God has said. He's the source. Go to him. Check this out. If you've got doubts, you've got questions, you think I'm out to lunch, that's fine. Go to the source. Check in with him. Take these questions and look for yourself. There is something greater than what you know awaiting. There is someone who stands at the door and knocks and invites you. There is good for you, whatever the circumstances. Didn't say easy, but there is good. And the thing that you're looking for, that thing you're crying out for, let me tell you who it's found in. It's found in Jesus Christ. And today, even now, he's available to you. I'm going to close this in prayer. I'm going to invite you again. Please, go to his word. Pray. Ask of the Holy Spirit. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the promises you've made available to us through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord God, for your servant Paul reminding us in the book of Galatians of what you've offered to us. He was passionate to keep integrity with the message you gave him that would not be corrupted by outside sources. And Lord, we often want to have itchy ears and hear whatever we want to hear. But Lord, lead us again to you, to your word, to your source. Holy Spirit, fill and anoint us. We thank you so much for your great love for us, your great compassion on us, the great promises you've made available to us. You are our standard. Your promises, you are our very foundation. And we look to you and we bless you and we praise you and we thank you for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, church. Have a great Sunday. God bless you and your family throughout this week. Go to his word again. God bless you.